Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth and Word, Biblical News Report Talk Radio. It's the, uh, <clears throat> I believe it's the 22nd day of November 2019. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. I want to start today in Chapter 8, the book of John, talking about the woman caught in the act of adultery. Before we do, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Lord, to expound your word, a word that will never come back void, but will do that which you sent it to do. Lord, you said you sent your word and you healed us. And Jesus, you are the word. You know every individual going to listen to this broadcast. You see every situation in their lives. And we ask you today in Jesus' name that you would save, heal, and deliver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. John chapter 8. Jesus uh, traveling to the uh, Mount of Olives. He done a lot of teaching and preaching there. Um, <clears throat> so verse one says Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. Verse two says, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. All the people came into him and he sat down and he taught them. Um, this is Jesus, of course, heading towards. Um, uh, a time when he'd be crucified, when he would lay down his life for the entirety of the world. Uh, he was, as we've spoken before, continually uh, agitating, not on purpose, but agitating the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious community at that time. Um, they did not like him. They did not know who he was. Uh, they, uh, He upset their apple cart, their, their, their apple cart of organized religion and uh, um you know they want to control people from the temple, and and uh, he was raining on their their so-called what parade. So, um, but still people followed him. Uh, one thing attracted to him was the miracles. Of course, miracles can't save you. Um, some people will come for the miracles, and uh, you know, and they go away and never really accept Christ. Uh, the greatest miracle is uh, the miracle of salvation. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The reason that Jesus came, yes, he healed, he delivered, he set free, was to reconcile mankind back to God. The breach that needed to be repaired from the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. When they gave dominion, and turned over um, or gave up the right to have, what, dominion on the earth. And that was turned over to, of course, Satan. And the um, Bible says that he still, to this day, is blinding the minds of the hearts and the people. Of course, he is the God, little g, of this world for at a time. It's coming a time when he will certainly be dethroned according to the word of God. So he sat down and he taught them. Uh, in other words, he was uh, re revealing himself as the word of God and 
the light of the world, and he also is eternal life. Um, and these next few, uh, you know, chapters, and this chapter um, records his, what, rejection in all of these relationships with the Father as he came. Uh, so he came, uh, he was the Word of God. He, well, he's not was, he is the Word of God, and he is the light of the world, and he is eternal life. And he said, in him you might find life. That word life there is Zoe, which is a God kind of life. There is no life outside of God. There's existence, just mere existence. Verse 3, And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman, taken or caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, um, the Bible doesn't record um, how they brought her there, whether they brought her um, roped or chained up. I don't know. I don't know. But 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 they uh, had an agenda by bringing her there. And she was, the word of God says, caught. And uh, in the Greek, actually, it means that she was dragged by force, she was forced, dragged, and uh, set her in the midst, of course, brought her before Christ. Verse 4, and they said unto him, Master, or teacher, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Okay, something missing here. Okay. Um question is, where was the man? Where was the man? As a matter of fact, who was the man? <laughs> that It's not recorded who he was. But he wasn't even brought there, and uh, possibly they knew him. So the question remains, why wasn't the man brought as well? Why was the woman singled out? Okay, So it wasn't so much maybe the sin that they cared about. Uh, the Bible says all sin to come short of the glory of God. Uh, rejection of Jesus Christ is sin, very dangerous sin, by the way, bordering on it could be the blaspheme of the Holy Spirit. So they had an agenda, and that was to trap him, to get him to do something, you know, that they could accuse him, like they won't accuse him anyhow, but, you know, they, they wanted more... Uh, uh, I guess ammunition and uh, there was nothing going to stop them from you know trying to get him killed and you know eventually had him crucified but he laid his life down freely it wasn't murder it was a uh, a holy sacrifice so it says she was taken in adultery in the very act so she was caught in the act. Okay, John 8, 5. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What sayest thou? Hmm. Well, see what the law says. But I think it's 20, 10. And a man that commits adultery with another man's wife, even he commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, the adulterer, notice, and the adulterer shall surely be put to death. So adulterer would be the man, adulteress would be the woman. So in all actuality, both, you know, we go back to the point that all, that both of them should have been brought before Jesus. 
and uh, they seem to leave leave that part out. But the law did say that they should be stoned. But what sayest thou? Now, what do you say about it? Okay, verse 6. And they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down with his fingers, wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. Hmm. Uh, and in this particular case, in this case, in all cases, the only uh, answer that matters is what the Lord has to say about it. Because Jesus was God, and he etched the Ten Commandments with his finger. And uh, he certainly knew the law of Moses. So he knew what needed to be said. He knew the answer. And everything he says will be according to his word. So how... The question, I mean, how how can he obey the law at the same time let her go free? Um, they would have condemned him, of course, as a false prophet had he condemned the woman to death. He would have been accused to the Romans as usurping authority. So he just merely wrote in the ground as he did, uh, and you know, that, as if he didn't hear them. And uh, basically what he said when they continued to ask, he told them that the sinless ones should first cast a stone. Okay. In Leviticus, or should I say, the book of, let me look here, Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 9. Let's go there real quick. Uh, talking about about the law, and it says, "But thou shalt surely kill him by shall be first upon him to put him to death after the hand of the people, uh, and thou shalt stone him with stones, and he die." Talking about you know sins that are punishable by 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 stoning, which is their form of capital punishment. But it says the witnesses, okay. And we can go to verse uh, chapter 17. We'll go to verse 9 of that same book. I'm sorry, go to verse, verse 7. And the hands of the witnesses shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterward the hands of all the people. So thou shalt put the evil away from among you. So the witnesses was the first one to throw the stones, and uh, they couldn't be guilty of the same sin. Okay, so she was caught in the act. So uh, you know they were watching per se, and Jesus said that if you even think in your heart or lust after a woman, then you're guilty of sin. Okay. So that brings us to verse 7. And when they continued asking him, he lifted up on himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. 
Okay. In other words, have anybody ever, you know, in that crowd of men, not thought in her heart and lusted towards a woman? So maybe he was writing that in the ground. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say what he was writing. Some people say the names of the guys that had also been with her, or, you know, on and on and on the speculation. But, um, the fact remains that it turned the tide of this thing. So the Jewish method of execution was to cast a criminal from a 10 or 12 foot scaffold, half naked, hands tied in the back. The witness did the pushing. Okay. In other words, the accuser. And uh, with great force. And if it did not kill them, then they would be stoned. Um, the stoning that took place at this time was of a, of a mob mentality but keep in mind the witness the ones that saw the act were the first ones to throw stones and they had to be clean of the same sin so he says when they continued asking him he lifted up and said unto them he that is without sin among you let him Cast the first stone. That word stone that word stone means stumbling. Okay. You heard a stone of offense or rock of offense. So they had no 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 right to condemn this woman because they were in sin themselves. Okay, which he certainly somehow pointed that out. And Probably, or maybe, maybe he was just giving them time to think over or mulling over their sins, and, and uh, you know, did they really have a right to do this? Verse eight, and again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Verse nine, and they which heard it, being convicted, now listen, <laughs> said they heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Um, so apparently their conscience was getting a, a hold of them. And which, uh, yeah, I mean, some, you know, some people don't worry about their conscience, but uh, it points out the un, the the unlawful acts that we've done in our life and things we, you know, and we know is against God. The Spirit of God bears witness of that, and we know the Word of God. So they were convicted of their sins. And most likely in their mind, they thought, well, probably we need to be stoned also. Ye, or he does without sin, among you, let him first cast a stone at her. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 10. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those that accusers? Where are thy accusers? Have no man condemned thee? In other words, that means that there's none a qualifier to accuse, even though they saw it, you know. And like I said, why didn't it bring the man? 
I mean, I mean, that's an ongoing question. Verse 11. She said, No, man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Did he preach approval on the sin? No. No. But he was Jesus, and he made a way where there was no way. If you believe on Christ, then you escape death. If you believe on Christ, then you escape the eternity separated from God. Escape the dangers of hell's fire or the eternity of hell's fire. That Jesus Christ is the only one that can take care of sin. And the only one that can forgive sin. The only one that paid the price for sin. So this woman, when she was dragged, as the Bible says, under these, under Christ, by her what accusers, she probably thought that was into her day. She thought, well, this man's going to say stone her because she probably knew the law. She knew what the law said. But yet Jesus made a way. Jesus Christ made a way and still fulfilled the law. Mercy, the song says, rewrote my life. All of us today have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I've said it many times in this broadcast that man's problem is not economical or financial, political. It's sin. It's sin that causes all the situations, all the problems in the world today. It's sin that me and you battle every day in our life. Sin. sin is a downfall sin means missing the mark but Jesus said if you repent if you turn and go in another direction then I can help you make a conscious make a choice choose you this day whom you're going to serve and Jesus makes a way where there is no way and There's no degrees of sin no matter what you've done today. Now there are sins, I guess, that that we categorize as worse or whatever. But Jesus Christ died for all sin. And there's only one sin that cannot be forgiven. That's the blasphemy or the rejection of Jesus Christ, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, rejecting the Holy Spirit as he deals with us about Christ. I said, uh, my spirit will always deal with man. But he's dealing today. He's dealing today. So these 11 verses point out the mercy of God Almighty. How that, no matter how deep in sin we get, that the way out. It's through Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you that today, that there is a way out. He's a miracle working God. And through the blood of Jesus Christ, he worked miracles. Listen to me. I've seen this week he's healed and delivered. He sets free. He's merciful. He makes a way where there is no way. I've seen this in my life. Just this week, I've seen it in miracles that he's done. 
but things didn't look good, but God Almighty, but God, touched and healed and delivered and set free. Come unto me, you are heavy laden, and most are heavy laden with sin, and I will give you rest. What the world's looking for is rest, a getaway, so to speak, a vacation. But true rest only comes through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, if you confess you with the mouth and believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Turn, repent, go in a different direction. Denounce all evil in your life and come unto Jesus and he'll help you. The Bible says, humble yourself before God in due time. You shall be exalted. He says, the only spirit he receives is a broken and a contrite spirit. A broken and a contrite spirit recognizes their need for Jesus Christ. He's the way today. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we've done the best we could today. And Lord, it's your word. And we'll come back. But we better do that, what you sent it to do. You see every situation, every plight of every individual that's going to hear this broadcast. You see where they're at. Lord, you see what binds them. You see what they're going through. You see, Lord, uh, Lord, you know where they're at. You hear their cries today. And, Lord, you attend to the cries of people. You acknowledge, Lord, and you said, whosoever shall call upon your, your name shall be delivered and shall be set free. We thank you for that, Lord, for that today, Lord, in Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Man, remember the mercies of God are renewed every day, and they are never in. We are living in a time of grace and mercy. That's going to go on till the end of this church age. That the seven-year tribulation is when the wrath of God is going to be poured out. He said, "I will not always; my spirit will not always strive with man." It's coming a day when. Uh, doesn't lay aside his grace. He's always grace and mercy. But the Bible says it's a horrible, horrible thing to be in the hands of an angry God, a wrathful God. Jesus Christ satisfied the wrath of the thrice holy God at the cross 2,000 years ago. Holy, 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 as it says in Isaiah 6, is God Almighty, is our God. Till next time, God bless. Thank you.